Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, 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 and happy new year. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? We hope everybody had a great new year. Before we uh, get started, let's say our hellos to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town host, Mr. Ron Russell. Happy New Year, everybody. There you go. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. <laughs> Happy New Year to you both. There good, you good. Go. Happy New Year to you and everybody in Florida. And we have a big chat room full of people. Hello, hello, everybody in the chat room. I see D, Zar Drew, Irish Ginger, I, uh, uh, Iris from uh, Germany. I'm not sure. The, the thing goes too fast. But if you guys want to see us, you can go to W4CY. 
Facebook.com on your phone or on your tablet or wherever you want and hit the ITV button and you can see us. I'm waving and Ron is I can't wave. not waving. Can't wa- <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm clumping. It's called clumping. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's my hand. For those of you who are not watching, it's bandaged, you know, because of the fall I had from the Christmas tree onto my balls. And then I cut them. <laughs> Chad, you're going to love this one. Anyway, <laughs> I got such an out of the emergency room, and the doctor there said, had you waited a week more, we would have had to amputate your hand. Can you believe that bullshit? So I was in the hospital. They put me in the friggin' hospital with bags of crap going in me, poisoning my system to get rid of the syphilis that's in my body from the fall of the balls. It's not really syphilis. I call it that. It's pus. Anyway, it's out, it's in, it's clean, but it's painful. Uh, I'm on Tylenol, nothing stronger, which is sad. I would have liked some oxycodone, but I get nuts on the show then. Then my hair was annoying me because it was so long. So with the left hand, I got a scissor and I chopped it. And it looks chopped. Now it looks like a pussy. You look great. No, it looks like I have a pussy on my head. I think you look terrific. No, I look like I have a puss, a woman's pussy on my no, head. No, you don't. It's a snatch patch to match on my head. There you go. It Listen. looks like if I... Chad, what do you think? Sir, he looks nice, doesn't no, he? No, it doesn't look nice. If I parted a hole in the middle, it's a woman's snatch, trust me. So now I got a pussy on my head. Chad? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just trying to think of what to say, but I think you should amputate... <laughs> Amputate and put a put like a chainsaw on there. That'd be a turn off Jimmy, probably. <laughs> no, it looks horrible. I don't. I grow. like his hair. It'll well, grow. My hair grows fast. I In the care. chat room, they're saying their snatch patch doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, this look at like, well. The sides are cut like a, like a second, like nothing, and then the top is longer. And if you, it looks like a toupee is on my head or a wiglet. Remember years I ago, think that's ladies. Goddess. Say hi to goddess. Hey goddess. Remember years? <laughs> you're too young. Years ago, every, all the women wore wiglets. A wiglet was a tiny little wig that you pin to the top of your head to give you a little like a water fountain look snatch patch we used to call it so because a lot of my customers would come in and they would put it in their crotch on their apron waiting for me to put it on their head and it looked weird because they have blonde hair and they have this blonde wiglet between their legs so we called it a snatch patch anyway that was in the hairdresser business yeah you got a little so, burt reynolds uh tony bennett I guess a little bit going on. So, yeah, yeah, I see your well, point. Burt Reynolds, Tony Bennett, they all look like shit. They're 150. <laughs> well, that's because they got toupees. That's what you were talking about. It looks like a toupee, yeah, they're right? they're 150 years old. They look like they died. <laughs> yeah, I like week. your hair longer. You look too military, too copish or something, maybe. Copish. He's no, good well, at copish. Yeah, yeah, right. Give me another role, another cop film that I could bomb with. Right. But anyway, that's my life. So I'm in a lot of pain. I'm supposed to blame it. She says, somebody says blame it on the water. <laughs> no, no, no. The sad part is I had to go back to that hideous hospital in my opinion opinion that butchered me you know last year remember all those operations and that's the doylestown hospital avoid it if you can in my opinion it's not a good hospital they they remembered me from last year and the red flag went up and they did everything they could to make me unhappy and spiteful stuff was done of course you can't prove it but i know what i'm talking about because i reported the bitch that runs the fourth floor that redheaded Oh, in my opinion, total bitch. And um, <laughs> she came picking in the room because she heard Ron Russell was back in town. And she gave me the filthiest look. You know, I asked them for equipment like comb, toothpaste, soap, body soap. You know that the girl brought me? A little square white towel that was worn away with a hole in it. And next to it, a little teeny bottle of shampoo. It's true. 
what he's saying is actually true, though. Like when he was there, all the nurses were super nice to him, and then once that lady with the red hair came, the and wit- after she witch, talked to him, after witch. after she talked to him, everybody was then not nice to him anymore. And they forgot to give me my medics, and I was I had to keep I had to rule it all. But you know what the sad part is? I could have gone to the Waldorf Astoria, not even the Waldorf. What's the one I love that I, I always used to pee in when I get to New York? The Plaza Hotel. I love the Plaza Hotel. When I used to drive in from Long Island, we all had to pee by the time we got to New York. <laughs> so we'd all stop and pee in the Plaza Hotel. Anyway, I, I could stay at the Plaza Hotel in the Ambassador Suite with meals for days and treatment like a king for the same money it costs to stay in the Doylestown Hospital for two days. That's the sad part. These hospitals charge so much money. The girls that work there who I know don't get paid jack shit because I said to one girl, don't you get at least $38 an hour? She said, what? I wish we got $38 an hour. They don't even get $15, $14, $12 an hour, which is sad. That's the reason why the service stinks. The hospital is getting decrepit. But if you like a blue-eyed blonde hospital where there are no minorities, there are just beautiful white people all over the place everyone's white, then that's the hospital to go to. It's a white bread hospital. If you bad don't, service. <laughs> if you don't mind mingling with, you know, the lower classes, darling, may I say, like as in Hispanic, black, Italian, Greek, French, you know, then you go to Temple or Jefferson. Where they have all the good doctors. Where, the good, doc, where the good doctors <laughs> are and they treat you like a king. And, and my girls are wonderful. All my dolls that I love in the waiting room, reception room, going up the stairs. Most of them are African-American. I love them. And you get the best treatment in the world. The problem was that was too far away. He was in a lot of pain and yeah. oozing stuff all out of it. And Doylestown Hospital is like the, was the closest hospital. Right. The next one's like an hour right. away. But, you know, when people say, oh, city hospitals, oh, yeah, city of my ass are the best hospitals. Jefferson in Pennsylvania is, the, is outrageous. Jefferson and Temple are people great. People come from all over to go to those hospitals. I've never heard of anyone coming from anywhere to go to Doylestown Hospital, unless, of course, they were lost. Anyway, going to my doctor yesterday, who was fabulous, the doctor had to operate. He had to cut my arm op- hand open to get out all the goodies, you know, the bed guys. And, Bacteria. And, he, I, and he's a terrific doctor with a wonderful personality, and his name is Dr. What is it? Parks. Park. Park. No, S. Okay. Dr. Park. And you could find him at the Wellness Center in Warrington, Pennsylvania. Doylestown Orthopedic Right, Something. and he's a wonderful... No, hand- Bucks County Orthopedic Surgeons, I think right. that's what and it's called. Right, and he's a wonderful hand doctor with a gorgeous manner and humor and sweet and nice, and I'm going to stay with him. Now, the girls in the office, I remembered from when I had my knee done a couple of years ago. One's a blonde and one's a redhead. I won't use their names. Anyway, I don't remember their names. I, I don't remember anyway, <laughs> truthfully. So I said to them, girls, listen to this show. I'm going to give you a shout-out. And I'm going to tell everybody, these two dolls work at Dr. Park's office. And if you know, if you take them out to drink for a couple of drinks, they're easy. And they said, Sorry, oh, no, no, don't say that because then everybody will know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Park has a, a staff of people with humor, which makes it better when you go in there with a broken arm, knee, or wrist. So that's Dr. Park. And I, Bucks County Orthopedic Specialist is the name of the doctor's office, yeah. and we would highly recommend them. And they, you know I tell it like it is. They did not, my shoulder, too. Yeah, it, I tell it like it is. If you stink, I tell it. 
you know, what am I going to do? You know, all the publicity that, like movie stars, you know, some of them are such creeps. You want to shoot them. But publicity does it where they're saints and wonderful. I mean, you, like, what about that broad Mariah Carey on the New Year's thing? What was her story? She had such attitude. She wasn't singing. She was walking with a mic and putting the mic up in the air and the voice was coming out. I couldn't believe how unprofessional she was. What was that all about? Does anybody know? Yes. Can anybody? What, what was it uh, about? That she couldn't hear any of, the, any of the music through her headset. She couldn't hear. Oh, that's tragic. Any of it. And so because she couldn't hear any of it, she couldn't sing along to it because she didn't. She well, she should have just sang in her own voice. Screw it. Oh, well, they don't ever do that. I know, but she could have just, if she can't hear the music, how can she sing? Well, what she could have done was a strip. She did, kind of. <laughs> no, but if she stripped off all those and stood there naked, shaking those bazooms, I don't think anybody would have gave a shit if she was singing or not. Chad, did you do anything for New Year's? Because we had to stay home since Ron didn't even get out of the hospital until the night. Yes, and I, right before we go there, I want to apologize to our wonderful, lovely singer friend. What's her name? The one that we were Alternate. Honey Bunch Lovebird, darling. I am so sorry I wasn't at your show listening to your fabulous songs and dancing to your spinning. But we couldn't go in a crowd with my hand the way it is. God forbid somebody hit me while we were dancing. And knowing me, I would have thrown my arms in the leg, take off my shirt, my pants, and I would have been dancing naked, stoned. And that's not good when you have a, a, a thing like this. But anyway, we love you. Love you. Kisses to you, my sweet. And everybody follow Alternate Music on Twitter. Chad, Absolutely. how was your New Year's? Did you and Heather do anything? Well, back to Mariah Carey real quick. Okay. She already was half-naked, Ron, because that's pretty I much... I know, a- but it didn't take more for her to take off the top and swing those bazooms. <laughs> exactly. I mean, those, those tits flying around at New Year's would have made the ball look like nothing. Her tits Trust were me. hanging around, her ass was hanging out. I don't understand, after her mess up on Christmas, like all her off-pitch and off-key and uh, you know off-beat... Why doesn't she just come out with a band that plays music and just freaking sing the old-fashioned way? What's up with all these? Because they use the voice alternator. Now, No, they're lip-syncing. Yep. There's a difference. What's the face? The one with the big ass, junk in the trunk. What's her name? Beyonce. No, the other one with the big ass. I love her, too, the actress. <laughs> one oh, that, Jennifer Lopez. Jen, Jennifer Lopez. Lo- I love Jennifer Lopez. I love her. As, I don't like her as a performer, but I love her as an actress. I adore her. I never miss a movie of hers. She's as sweet as candy. But she refused to do the Donald Trump inaugural, inaugural uh, ball because they wouldn't put her through a system. She would have to sing live, and she doesn't have that sort of a voice. So she should forget singing because she's a wonderful actress and a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful uh, girl. I think a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't sing live, Chad. That's how you can differentiate. Well, I tell you what. While New York was falling apart, we had the piano man himself right here in South Florida, Billy Joel. That's how I brought in the New Year. Three hours doing just the longest set ever, and uh, it was an amazing night. I love Billy Joel. Billy Joel was there because I met him. You know. He was. He played for us three hours, brought in the New Year. Oh, I met him in Home Depot or, or Lowe's, one of them, on Long Island, out, out east. And he's about two foot three. I never realized he was so little. <laughs> he is small. Oh, he's the smallest man in the world. I mean, he's really tiny. He likes, to take, that... he likes to take his bike around the beach and stuff. We've seen him at the old Key Lime house. And, yeah, uh, he's very visible. He doesn't yeah. hide. Yeah. Of course, I didn't speak so, to him or anything because I don't like doing that to celebrities. Sure. Especially, what's, especially what's, when they're scratching their, wait, what's their your, ass. What's your favorite lumber. Billy Joel? What's your favorite Billy Joel song? I kind of like um, Put out Italian, the Italian oh. restaurant. 
Oh, that's a good one. No, put out the fire, whatever that's it's called. We didn't start the fire, but that's a good one, yeah. Oh, I love that one. That's my Billy Joel favorite. I like Allentown since we live in Pennsylvania, and I've been to Allentown, even though I would have never written a song about it. But I like only the good die young. He played all the hits. And yeah, the, that's, and, see, that's and awesome. the funny thing is, he hasn't had to write a song in, what, 20, 30 years, whatever it's been. He's, he's out there selling out readings, playing, just playing the old hits. Was it just Billy Joel? That's uh, there was someone before him, and we had dinner instead. We took a limo down, but uh, where'd you go? What's all this bullshit? Limo, Billy Joel. What are you turning into a superstar now? No, we just decided to treat ourselves one day out of the year. How'd you treat yourself? Well, got a limo, took her to dinner. So in other words, you you paid for the limo. Where'd you go for dinner? We went to Two Georges on the Intercoastal and had some seafood. What'd that cost? I don't know. It was like I gave it was a hundred hundred bucks, and I gave her hundred forty something like that. So that was 140. What the limo cost? Oh, that was like 13. Hundred? Yeah. So add it up. Well, that was tip included, and then uh, the Billy Joel. <laughs> so take. how much of his? I wonder how much you blew this night. I don't know. It was like four Eight. or five, four or five thousand. Four or five. You better, you better have gotten great head that night from, <laughs> from her. She should have given you two hours of nonstop head. And everything. Don't talk about it. I can't <laughs> stand it. Look what he paid for. Five thousand dollars. He could have got the best hooker in the you world. You went with other people then. It wasn't just the two of you. I had a great night. I had a great night. For five thousand you could have gotten the number they one hooker. <laughs> number like one. like a twenty one year old pro that no, swung a pole. No, you can't. For five thousand bucks. Sure no, you, you can't for like an hour. Well, what does he need more than an hour? <laughs> He's, yeah, not, he's got a whole night. He's not 21, you know. Yeah, you know, I saw Billy Thanks. Joel when it was Billy Joel and Elton John, and it was awesome. Yeah, that had to be a good tour. I, I've seen uh, clips online about that, and that, that did look like a good tour. I like freaking like So you had it. a $5,000 night. I'm glad you're making such money. I wish I was making that money. Yeah, I try not to think about that whole price thing. I just thought well, about it. Well, we had a lovely evening, I must say. My daughters felt sorry. No, I didn't. My one daughter went to New York to a party with her friends. And my daughter, Deirdre, I guess, felt sorry for me because she's got a good heart. And she stayed with us, and she cooked because Daddy couldn't cook because he was, you know, all screwed up. And I don't really cook. And Jimmy doesn't always ask from his elbow in the kitchen. <laughs> right. You know, Jimmy thinks the kitchen is like, you know, you put, press the button and everything happens. Um, so Deirdre made, which is our traditional New Year's dinner since they were children. We start off with champagne. We have filet mignon with little new potatoes mm. and, and um, asparagus. That wasn't and, New Year's Eve, though. That was New Year's Day. Yeah, well, because New Year's Eve, I was dead. I know. <laughs> um, then my daughter Leslie came back from her party in New York, and she made chocolate mousse, and we had the most delicious dinner. Yeah, we dinner. had a great dinner, the and we watched the movie. And, and we watched the movie, and I'll tell you, it was a lovely, lovely family. Relaxing evening. And I've got the best children in the world. My daughters really love us, and they take such good care of their dad. I mean, God has got to give them gifts. When they get husbands, they have to be gorgeous, hung, and rich. <laughs> because, you know, they're such good girls. And so yesterday, Chess, so we had a New Year's was like just a mellow, nice evening. And I'm glad you had a good time. And like, I know Billy Joel is like freaking awesome in concert. So I have to back up to those of you who don't know what happened to my hand. I was sitting on the sofa and looking at the Christmas tree. And I said to Jimmy, Jimmy, we're missing silver balls up at the very top. There's a big hole up there and I don't like it. So I got my box of balls and I put them on the floor. I got on our little stepladder and I had been drinking a bit, you know, some champagne and and dinner wine and i guess i got dizzy and i fell off the ladder and i fell on my balls and and i broke my balls and they crack and they cut me and they cut me severely so this is the message i want to send out to everybody don't think a cut can heal by itself sometimes they do sometimes they don't
be careful because uh, those balls are old balls. They've been around for years. They've been hanging on that tree for like 50 years. They've collected more germs, more dirt, more dust. Because I don't wash my balls. I mean, I don't I'm gonna take this ball off and wash it. you got to be nuts. i got thousands of balls there. So be careful if you, uh, if you fall on your balls. Don't break them because the glass is a razor-cut glass. Go to a doctor immediately and get a tetanus shot and get, uh, what did I get? Penicillin. I got, no, what did I get? Antibiotics. Every goddamn known bag. They were hanging bags up there for days. I thought it was in a supermarket. I said, more bags? What are we doing? They said, you need it because you're so, uh, I guess, syphilated, infected, whatever. Whatever, infected. That's my message for the new year. Do not think a cut goes away by itself. It was a really bad cut, by the way, everybody. That's right, because I fell out of hand looks way better now, but if you well, could still see it. Well, it's so swollen, if you could see. I can't move my fingers. It's like I'm paralyzed. It's better now, You know, though. I fell on a box. It's like... Like on a box of razor blades. There you go. So, so, so what we're gonna do, you guys? We're gonna take a quick music break. I think um, I didn't work that out with Chad yet, so we're gonna work that out with Chad. Hey, Chad. Let's work it out. Uh, let's do the Mucho Scott song, Mary. All right. All right, everybody. This is. Hey, Mucho. wait a minute. Since we you put us in the Billy Joel mood, why don't you play that for me? Who put out the fire? I have to send him the music ahead of time. Maybe next oh. week for you. <laughs> I okay. have to send it to him, but I All didn't right, send it to him. Just because we're in a Billy Joel mood, that song is so exciting. It's a perfect New Year's, a beginning of the year song. Anyway, this is Mucho Scott, you guys. Uh, the name of the song is Mary. It's brand new. It's coming out next week uh, through the Spectrum Music Group. It'll be available to download on all your digital platforms. It's a, it's a fun, very throwback song, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is, Mary by Mucho Scott. Son. Yeah, mom. Mark my words. Mm -hmm. You don't ask that girl to marry you. She gonna leave you. Mom, she ain't going nowhere. No. Come on. All right, now. My mama told me. Girl of yours is gonna leave And when she do, you will see Nothing will ever be And I, I like the way she talk And I damn sure like the way she walk If I lose, it will be my fault Unless she learn from something she taught oh.
go. Yeah, that's Mucho Scott's Mary. It'll be available on all the digital platforms. I think it comes out next Friday. Okay. I love, love, love it. I want it in the car. I felt like I was back in 1956. It's early rock and roll. It is terrific. And it was fun. And I really. Very throwback. I love it. I wish they'd bring back the old rock and roll. It was fabulous. Good song. I really had a good time. What'd you think of that, Chad? Different, that, right? That was definitely uh, doo wop back in the oh, 50s. Oh, 1956. No question about it. White wall 50, tires. 54 to 56. When we were not allowed to listen to rock and roll because they were black. And I remember the teachers telling us in school, rock and roll is very bad. It's going to make you a criminal because you can wear black leather jackets and dance to black music. They didn't even say black. I think they said colored music. You're going to dance to colored music and you're going to be bad because colored people are bad. They're criminals, they're killers, they're murderers, they're rapists. This is the shit that they told us. Imagine. You wonder why we have prejudice against African Americans. How could you not with a schooling system back in the 50s like that? And then I was walking one time with my portable radio on my shoulder and a bunch of old guineas were sitting on a lawn chair in front of an apartment house. And one said, turn off that end music. And I want to use the word. Yeah, don't use and the I word. turned around and I said, fuck you. And they came after me. They chased me down the block. I thought they were going to break my radio. But, you know, I was a rock and roll freak from the very early days. You know, Earth Angel and all the great black performers. I mean, the ink, my sister used to play the Ink Spots. Thank God I was not raised in a house of prejudice. Thank God my father was an intelligent man, and he, he didn't have any prejudices at all. In fact, he had, we had black friends come to our house in those days when you were not supposed to. It was like unheard of. Isn't that terrible? What so everybody world? can get it. It's Mucho Scott Mary. I'm going to show everybody like my new toy. So check this out. Anybody who likes action figures, I don't know if they, Watch your hand, Ron. You're gonna, oh, you're not going to get it on there. No. <laughs> So anybody who likes action figures, this is the epitome of action figures. Yeah, five hundred bucks. This is no, I didn't pay five hundred dollars for it. I'm gonna, I could sell it for five hundred, but well, what's this, this, this is a three foot tall, hand switched out, totally fully articulated, Incredible Hulk action figure. He's three feet tall, and I've been looking at him for about five years, and they run about five hundred dollars. And I found a place and I got it on sale for one hundred and fifty bucks, and I'm very excited about it. And it's freaking awesome. Chad, do you like The Incredible Hulk? I do. I do. In fact, I, in fact, one year I went as The Incredible Hulk, just minus the muscles, I guess. Oh, no, no, baby. You got the muscles. No, 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 no. You look like the Hulk. And, and Mark Ruffalo shit. plays Cut The Incredible the Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. I mean, you, Chad has a body. like He's built like I don't know what. Did you hear me, though? Mark Ruffalo plays The Incredible Hulk. So what do you want me to do? Get excited? Well, you like Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I don't have him in my bed. Well, you're never going to have him. I know, but if I had him in my bed, I'd get excited. What do I get excited over? A plastic doll? I mean, I'm not that weird. <laughs> anyway, everybody out there, I've got a great new scoop for you. Sex in the City 3 is going into production. You going to be in it? No. Sarah Jessica Parker had difficulty with the script because she didn't want to look like an old lady, you know, like going through the changes and doing all the crap that women at that age do. So they rewrote the script, and all the girls are happy with the script, and they start production this spring. So for all of us Sex and the City lovers, I guess next holiday, next Christmas time, we will be seeing in our local theaters Sex in the City. Yay! I love it. Yay. Also want to give a shout-out to Stefan Bell and, and Tina, Tina D., who are like uh, listening, but they're not in the chat room. So hello, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to everybody in the chat room and everybody listening. She's so beautiful. Absolutely. What is she again? 
I don't know. She, she, she's, she's Vietnamese, I think. She's what is she? What she Vietnamese? She's, Viet, she's Vietnamese. She's what gorgeous. A, what a gorgeous girl! My God, oh, she could be a movie star herself. We also want to thank everybody for tuning in last week. We had a really fun show last week, and it's gotten a lot of plays with uh, Lady Lake Music, and we had. Um, uh, Glenn Douglas Packard on the show. We want to thank everybody and let them know that if you're not listening to us live on Wednesdays, which is what we would like the best, then you can uh, you can go back and listen to us uh, on other stations and shows, and here's how it all lines up. First of all, we want you to listen to us live. That's Wednesdays at 3 to 5 p.m. on W4CY Radio with the fabulous, fabulous uh, Chad, Chad Murphy. That's me. I love that when he does that. Um, you can also hear us on Monster FM Radio in New York, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio. Please tune in on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, we were number 12 on podcasts for television and entertainment on iTunes, so thank you so much, everybody. Um, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, iTunes, Spreaker. And on television, you can see us on Roku, YouTube, and Vimeo. And... We want to make sure that you guys know that you can watch us live on Apple TV or live on W4CY.com if you have the app. Download the W4CY app. They have one for Google, and they have one for Apple phones. Um, and you can hit the button, and you can see us live. Now I'm waving because Ron can't, but we want everybody to... Uh... I'm waving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waving. We want everybody to tune in. I also want to thank everybody, my new... Uh, my new book, Dreamscapes, Monsters, Misery, and Mayhem, is uh, number 37 right now on um, Amazon. And we made it free for the next five days. So please, if you uh, like horror stories, it's a collection of really good hor short horror stories. Go on to Amazon.com. It's written by me, Jimmy Starr, and Bobby Collins. And uh, you can just plug in Jimmy Starr on Amazon. And all the books that I have up there will come out. And, and you can download this one for free. It's only a $4 book anyway, but download it for free. And please give it five stars because as you guys anybody knows how Amazon works you got to have ratings to sell stuff and so I need ratings and reviews so please rate it and review it and my other book The Beaumonts a Kentucky bourbon series is coming out tomorrow it'll be everywhere and you can get all these things at Barnes and Noble too but right now it's free on Amazon so many people for so many years am I on can I hear yeah you're on I don't hear me so many people for so many years have said Ron why don't you write a book because you come from a very interesting background and you know so many celebrities and you've done everything, you know, theater stage, television, movies, and you have a lot of stories to tell. So I have started a book. Now, of course, with my hand the way it is, it's not going to be for a while. But um, <laughs> the book will be titled Two in the Same, which indicates I'm two people in one body. I came from a very, very... Um, my father was a union delegate, dealt with a lot of interesting people from Brooklyn, and we had some interest in our house with famous names that were in the newspapers all the time, and I was gay, and I had to hide it, because if my father and his friends found out, it would be a shame to my father's friends, and my father would kill me, because he warned me a few times, you know, if you're going to be a fag, he called me, I'd rather see you dead in the cemetery than have a fig for a son. So I thought that was an indication that he wasn't really happy about <laughs> me if I turned gay. So here I am, two people in one body, this a guy that's getting married, acting straight, sort of mafiosa, and the other one is a famous drag queen. And it opens the doors to the world that I lived in at that time, and it was the 1950s and 60s and 70s when gay was taboo and people you know beat you up for that and you got in trouble for that and i remember one time going to a gay bar and 
the guy said to me, you better not come in here because if your father finds out, you're in trouble. So I was restricted from a lot of the gay bars in New York because the gay bars were all owned by mafia people. And um, I fought my way out of that world of Brooklyn and Queens where I grew up and became who I am today, which is not much, but it's better than what I was. At least I feel that way. There you go. It's an interesting book. It's all about Jane Russell, the movie stars that are in it, the movie stars I've, I've, I've had affairs with. and So it's a very interesting book. As soon as we're finished, Jimmy will publish it for me, and it will be called Two in the Same. And I think if you all read it, you'll enjoy it. There you go. Also, if you're an author and you've got indie books, uh, Beacon Publishing Group is taking submissions for 2017. So you can uh, go to beaconpublishinggroup.com and hit contact if you've got books that you're looking for a publisher to put out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Reading is back, and I'm so happy about that because for a period of time there, people were just interested in television. But now I'm glad that reading is back because when we go to the country club or the beaches or we travel on a cruise, no matter where you go, you see people with that thing reading. What is that called? Kindle. Kindle. Well, I don't know. Kindle is the is the brand from Barnes. Yeah. And well, Noble. you see them. You see, people don't read books anymore. I love books. You know why? I love the smell. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I sniff books. I mean, if I go to a library, I not the libraries of today, the old libraries where the books have been there forever. Nothing more beautiful than the smell of a library and old books. You Chad. Don't, you don't agree? Oh, Chad? I, I, I'm okay. Chad, what do you think? Chad, do you read books? There's only one book I read. Oh, he reads the Bible. He reads the Bible, but that smells good, too. I can't smell it. Smell it. If it's an old box, go, go get an old box. <laughs> That's Bible. a fairly paper, new one. It's the old paper, ones that smell paper better? Paper smells like flowers after. You know, paper smells like it's wood. So paper smells like it was originally what it was originally. Hmm. Well, I, I I love it. I'm really getting into the whole thing, and, and I'm super excited that uh, uh, that all my books are at, like Brooks and Taylor and Barnes and & Noble now. I think I have like eight or nine short stories mm-hmm. and, and two books at Barnes & Noble, which is really cool. So. So please support us indie artists and us indie – now I'm not, not – it's indie authors. Support everybody indie. I don't actually care what you are, indie. Just exactly. support indie. Indie music, indie film, indie everything that's going on. Support it because it's a lot of fun. And, and remember, whatever you read makes you interesting. People like you better because you have more to say. And uh, the more you read, the more you have to say. And the less you say about yourself, because you suddenly now start to say something about the character you've read or the story that you have. There's another announcement for something else that's wonderful, and I forgot what it was. We had Brandy Spade yesterday. Who? Brandy. Yeah, Our dog oh, yeah, was my, Spade Oh, yesterday. please, don't ask her about Yes, between the hand. I'm, I'm ready. I really need, <laughs> I am so ready for Palm Springs, the pool, the club, my gay friends out to dinner, a little drinking, getting crazy, acting stupid, and laughing. Did you hear that, Danae? <laughs> uh, Drew is in the Danae's husband is in the in the chat room. Tell tell you tell Danae I'm ready for a friggin' party. Had enough here. Anyway, Brandy, when we got her, Jimmy, tell the story. Tell what story? The story about Brandy when we got her. When we got her. See what I mean? I I I sometimes feel like I take the show away and then I throw it over know, to him and he goes dead. Uh, Brandy, we rescued her. We everybody thought, knows that already. I don't want to talk about stuff we've talked about a zillion times. We have to talk about new the, things. They don't know the latest. Huh? There are the dog lovers is, that want to know. The latest. So we is, thought she was. I'm going to 
You ever see me bitch smack somebody on the air? Watch. You're going to see. I'm going to club him to death with my arm. I could think the cast She's is not, not fixed. If I had the cast in here like I did yesterday, right on the top of his <laughs> head, I would have hit him, knocked him cold. No, Brandy, we thought we, we right, knew, right, you right, thought right. she maybe wasn't fixed, but she we, wasn't there, fixed. She had a scar there. They all thought she was fixed. Meanwhile, she was trying to bang Shazam. So we brought her in and she got fixed yesterday. Well, it was traumatic for me. Because we had to bring the baby in, and they had to cut her open, knock her out, and I was worried, you know, God forbid she died from the overdose or whatever. But and she's, she's fine. older, and she's like older than you know than yeah, we actually. she's not really. They told us she was like a year and a half old or whatever, but five. they're saying that she's like five years old. So be so. careful of a lot of rescues; they lie, <laughs> just for you to take the dog. It's true. Be careful. But, but she's doing don't. great. She's sitting next to she's us. Right she slipped on the bed. She's sitting in between us. That's why I can't sit back right now. Right. And it's all good, but but we right. love her. And you're going to think about the other news. And while you're thinking about the other what news. What is it that we, that, um, I don't know. something's We're coming out? A big big event, a big movie, a big something. We're going to take a, I don't know. We're going to take a big break. I tell you the truth. Being 52 years old is a bitch. Chad, wait. What's the weather like in Florida, Chad? It's hot down here. I tell you, it's pretty hot. It's hot today here, too. It's about 60. Right. Isn't that weird? That's weather? hot. Yeah. Well, for the Northeast of January, it's a heat wave. Oh, last week oh. it was in the tw- like 20s and 30s. Are you kidding? Yeah, we're like so, mid-80s here. Oh, mid-80s is really hot. Now, so- everybody's going to get the flu because when the weather heats up like this, the flu viruses have a field day, yeah. and everybody's going to get sick. It's going to be like disgusting. I can't- we're-, we're going to Palm Springs in a couple of weeks. That sounds fun. Oh, I can't wait. You kept counting the minutes. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to take a music break. For me, you know, everybody knows I like ballads because you, you can't fake a ballad. So uh, this is going to hopefully be a big ballad in 2017. It's by Chaz Robinson. The name of the song is Let. And it's on the album called Chaz, which is available in stores and online everywhere. And this is the single Let. There's a melody that is on my lips I'd serenade with a good intent As it reaches out to a far-off song It mourns within a lonely lull And it goes like this As a star crossed I let you go and I let you cry Let you leave this place, let you say goodbye Then I let the time let it fly on by Let eternity not win this time Let the distance grow, don't let it show Let my arms open wide When you come back home, I won't let you go Let your heart be sure As the void unfolds my heart implodes Once falling for us Now gone cold Dismantled by unchanging ways And can't be swayed in our last days And it goes like this Severed wind So I let you go And I let you 
That's Let by Chaz Robinson on Chaz on all your digital download sites or at FYE or or uh, what's that place I like to go uh, Best Buy and all those kind of places like that. I'll all have it. So if you like to get it, and he also has that other shit, the other song without you that was uh, voted to be on the Grammy ballot, and 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 Ron remembered. His I news. remember what the announcement was. You know, I'm a fan of Big Mama. I love those Big Mama movies. I cry from them. They're remember so funny. The, uh, and Medea. So Big Mama and Medea got together and they made a movie. Is this going to be like To Kill Yourself from those two together? It's got to be a scream a minute. It's called Big Bad Girls. And it opens March? 10th. March 10th. And you know Jimmy and I are going to be at that opening because those That's two together. Be they're, they're, by the way, they're in drag and you know who they are. It's, it's that gorgeous it's Tyler guy. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, who's Martin so Lawrence. handsome. And Martin Lawrence, another handsome guy. And they get in drag and they become these old broads that tell people. One's a detective. Now, she's, uh, Mama's going to help the other one solve a, a, a thing. It's got to be a riot. I mean, it, it has Chad, to. Chad, have you ever seen any of those films? I Either love Big them. Mama or Medea? I saw Big Mama's House, the first one, the original. I love how she's. That's funny. People. She is a riot. It's very well written. Uh, it's very funny and doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. That's what's wonderful about it. And they get away with murder, with with the delicate way, without hurting feelings. And I like that in film. I don't like film that you know says like faggot and stuff like that because that hurts people. And there's a picture online uh, uh, of the two of them at an underwear blowout sale for Big Mama panties. <laughs> <laughs> Already, it's funny, but they're they're a riot. So I have to March 10th, everybody, 2017. Mm -hmm. Visit Tyler Perry and Martin Lawrence for for uh, Big Bad Mama. I think that's going to be freaking now, hilarious. Now, Jimmy, what did we see last week? Did we critique it? Uh, I loved it. Whatever it was, I forgot what it was. What was? No, it? we didn't go to the movie, did we? 
Remember, we, yeah, we went to see something I really liked. We, we watched a bunch of movies at home. No, didn't we go to the movies last week? Remember, it was cold. It was cold in the movie theater. I forgot. And the speakers were off, and I had to get the sound thing. Um, what the hell was we that old. terrible? We are getting old. We're getting old. <laughs> we're really getting old. I mean, we got to cut this business out and go into, like, undertaking or something. No, we saw Nocturnal Animals. I thought I don't think we've seen anything since we saw Nocturnal Animals. We didn't? I don't think so. We watched a bunch of movies where we rented on Voodoo. Oh, I know that, but I thought... So we already critiqued uh, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, we critiqued Nocturnal Animals. Um, it was a good film. Go see it. I enjoyed it. We watched a Brian Cranston movie about, like, the... Um, uh, that, that got the Academy Award nomination last year, uh, where he was uh, the writer. Oh, it was wonderful. Chad, did you see that? <laughs> oh, I did not. Oh, it was about, what's his name? The Hollywood writer who was blacklisted because they said he was a communist, and he was a communist. And uh, it was Kirk Douglas that brought him back with uh, uh, his movie um, Spartacus. He, was, he insisted that his name be put on Spartacus, the film. And, of course, Hollywood went crazy. They said, we're going to boycott the film because he's a commie, he's a red, and get his name off the film. And Kirk Douglas said... It was a movie that got all the Academy Award nominations last year, but now I forgot the name. I know, I know the writer's name. I, you know, he was from my era. I just can't remember it. I'll look it up. As, 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 I know it. Please. I know it as well as I know your name. But, you know, I have memory fades every now and then. But anyway, a crump... Uh, a crump... Oh, Carmel... Oh, Jesus Christ. I hate you. Help me, Lord, please. Get me some fucking brains. Um, it's got to be one of these last ones on here. Let's see. Oh, isn't it ridiculous how you fade out like that when you Trumbo. Yeah, right. When he played Dalton Trumbo. Dalton Trumbo. How could you forget that name? Anyway, he was uh, called in by the, the uh, government, questioned, and they said, you can never write in this country again because you influenced the films with communist ideas, which is ridiculous because the ideas that he put in film are the very ideas that Obama talks about. Of course, Obama's a socialist as well. But back then, you couldn't be socialist. You couldn't be for the people. It had to be... In other words, if you wanted too much for the people, equal rights, uh, equal spreading of the... Communism means everybody gets the same everything. Nobody has more, which is a lie because we know the leaders of communism parties live like kings. But anyway, that's what it was. Anyway, it was a great movie. It Dalton all kinds of Trumbo. Everybody should see it. We also saw... Excellent film. We saw Excellent. something else. Oh, Outrageous Fortune, which is an old movie. I saw it years ago, and I loved it with my sweetheart, Bette Midler, who I love. And Shelley Long. And it, I don't know Shelley Long, but I've met Bette. And I love my Bette Midler as much as I love my uh, friend Dresha. Uh, Bette is as crazy... Well, actually not. You know, when I met her, she had the baby, Beulah. I think her daughter's name was... Was it Beulah? I have no idea. Yeah, it was a baby, and she was changing the diaper. So she wasn't really Bette Midler. She was kind of like the mother changing a diaper. And I had a brief 20-minute conversation with her. And then she wrapped up the kid and left the apartment I was at with my friend Perry Winkler. Anyway, she, I just love Bette Midler. You got to love it. So, so, Chad, what do you got going on this week? Anything exciting? Chad, is, are you still there? Are we still on the air? I don't know. Maybe they cut us off. Because they finally got disgusted with us. That was it. I had to catch you. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> you know, maybe I said maybe they cut us off. Chad, you playing anywhere this week? I don't know where we're playing, Jimmy. I have no clue. Well, you better get a clue. You got five thousand bucks to put back in the bank. <laughs> eh, I'm not worried about it. I can't believe you spent five thousand. I can't believe I told you. So I, sorry about that, everyone. 
I'm sorry about it also. You could have put that money to good use. You could have bought a condo. I know. Or given it to like homeless people or like. No, 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 no. Think of yourself first. Bought a then car for somebody. First, first comes you, then comes them. Nah, first, I don't know. I've already repented for spending that much money, and I won't probably do it any, again anytime soon. So. Yeah, but you're getting older, you. and you got to think for your future, and you got to think of a place for okay, you. For okay, okay. You. you don't need to tell him all that stuff. <laughs> well, he's I'm like he's a old enough to take care of father himself. No, but best. I like to give him a little fatherness. What's the big deal? <laughs> right. You know, think of your future. My mother used to always say to me, Ronnie, you blow money like a whore. You got to put money away for your future. Well, I didn't. Well, thank God I made money, you know, in my in my life. Otherwise, today I'd be out in the street taking money from you and food. Right. You know, I would have said to you, give me some money. I heard you give money away. I'm that's a street right. person. That's, that's a street person. So we're going to do one more song, and then we're going to have our guests coming on, you guys, which I don't know if they even announced it. We have Rich Graff coming on, you guys, today. Uh, anybody who likes mob stuff has definitely seen him in The Making of the Mob. He was in both series, the one in Chicago and the one in New York. He plays Lucky Luciano. Uh, narrated by Ray Liotta, it was on uh, AMC. It was a huge, huge success, and uh, so he's going to be calling in in just a minute. Um, but in the meantime, Chad, let's do Gino. Gino, holding back the years. Years, all right, everybody. This is a cover, simply red cover by Gino, holding back the years. You'll know the song. It's a beautiful rendition.
everybody so that was gino holding back the gears love that song i remember when it came out love it and that's his version of it so it's like a really cool thing so chad yes sir um do you have did you did our guest add you on skype i think so yes let's go ahead and see if we can call him because i think it's going to be easier for us to call him than him to call you please stand by we'll see how it all goes everybody Yay, yay, yay. So, everybody, this is going to be fun. A young, good-looking whippersnapper. Whippersnapper? I haven't heard that since Gene Autry. Went on television 100 years ago. Gene Autry, remember him? What was it? What cow- cowboy was he? I don't know. Trigger was the horse for G- Roy Rogers. Gene Autry, anybody out there remember the horse's name? Oh, I don't know. Gene Autry wasn't in Trigger? Tr- Trigger, yeah. No, Trigger was Roy Rogers. Oh. Autry had a horse. It was called something. I'm calling that now. Okay, that's fine. We'll see if that works. See how swollen I am? Look at that. Isn't that awful? <laughs> Where else do you get such real reality? Look at that. See, it's doing the same thing that it did for us. It's just like ringing, but nothing's there. Ow. Anyway, my so hand looks like a bagel. <laughs> it does. It looks like a bagel. Take Shiny off like the bandage. Bagel. Let's see. You want to see? No, the, you, no, you see don't want to put see it right it. in the camera. No, I'll put, I will. Uh-huh. It's horrible. Uh-huh. It's horrible. You <laughs> not believe it. What 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 balls could do to you, to a wrist? Mm. Wow, I, this, mean, I can't believe we're going to show this. Yeah, on those knuckles don't oh, look please. good. Please, they have television shows. Oh, it's oozing. Good. It's oozing. Where people uh look at it. Here. Closer. Lower. That's nice. Oh, that's bad, Ron. <laughs> As Rich comes on. Isn't that nice? <laughs> you like, love I'm it. Out of here. And that's from <laughs> falling into a box of balls. Nice. There you go. Now Told you, you gotta it. be careful. Balls could kill you. You gotta like love it. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So Rich, are you there? I'm here. Can you guys see me? I know I can hear. There we go. Now I can see you. Good, good, good. Did you see my wound, or should we do a close up again? <laughs> no, don't do a close up again. I fell on my balls Christmas from a ladder, and I cut my hand. Christmas balls. <laughs> what did you mean, you filthy mind? <laughs> All right. So everybody can see you anyway. So how you doing, Rich? 
I'm doing well. Are you wrapping your hand in toilet paper or is that gauze? What no, is no, that? It's, ga- it's gauze. Gauze. I may be using toilet paper. He's got a vi- this he- is all the gauze I have left. We're going to do an introduction for you in a second, but he, he had an accident where he fell and cut his hand, and, and we didn't go get a tennis shot, and it got infected. And when we went to the uh, hospital two days before New Year's, uh, they told him if he would have waited another week, they would have to amputate his hand because it was all like infected. So well, he was no. showing everybody who was watching like his big cut on his hand. No, the moral of the story is if you get a cut, don't think it's going to go away. Be careful. Go for a tetanus shot, especially if you fall on glass balls. You know, that's not true. a joke. Very true. I hope you're okay. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. We're gonna do a whole like you know, hot, like we never spoke. Now to that you. we, yeah, now that we know that we can hear you and that we can see you, we're gonna like get it rocking and we're rolling. We're a very, very, com- we're a conversation reality show, so we do whatever we damn please. <laughs> He's okay with life. that. I mean, like sometimes we take a piss pot out from underneath the desk. And no, we, we don't do that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we're gonna do our our intro for everything. So. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the super incredibly talented actor, director, producer, Mr. Rich Graff. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey guys, how are you today? Fantastic. Before we get started, let me introduce you first to our outrageous Man About Town co-host, <laughs> Mr. Ron Russell. He's like looking at hey, me funny. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Good to have you hey, on the uh, show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good. Love the show. And We're going to have fun. Now we've got Absolutely. the... Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Graff, welcome to the show, sir. Chad, Chad, always a pleasure. Good to have you. And we we have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys. Everyone in the chat room, thank you for tuning in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And then we're going to do a special shout-out because we've got Brenda Shiloh in the chat room, and I'm sure Doug is listening. So let's say hi to Brenda and Doug. What's up, Brenda and Doug? Hey, Brenda and Doug. How's uh, Chicago feeling? Well, Actually, they live in uh, they live in the northern suburbs of Chicago. I forgot what town it was, but uh, very nice. I was there. Very nice. So, where are you from in Queens? I am from Howard Beach in Queens. I was originally born uh, born in um, Brooklyn. I grew up in um, Ridgewood, Queens, and then moved to Howard Beach when I was about eleven years old. I, I I love it. I hear it, and I love it. It makes me so happy. I have my Brooklyn accent. I never get rid of it. I lived in California for a hundred thousand years, and I started to say, you know, pack the whatever the hell I used to say, like uh, whatever terrible California accent. I said I'm going back to New York, and I went to Brooklyn, and I hung out with all my old friends, and in twenty minutes I got it back. Oh my God! Now you I know it's uh, it's one of those things that um, yeah, I don't think it ever really goes away totally. You know, I mean, you can. Don't Disguise lose it. it and get linguistic classes, but it's always there. Don't lose it. You look it. I know. Some people don't look Brooklyn. See, right now I'm old. When I was young, I had black hair. I looked like Tony Curtis. I was tough looking. I looked Brooklyn. And my mouth, I got a lot of roles. You know, I played uh, gangsters. I played, what I played? The cops a lot. I don't know how they made me a cop. But <laughs> I played a lot of like tough guys, you know, believe mm-hmm. it or not. No, I believe because, it. Because of the the look. I was a, I'm Italian, so I look like a mafioso, you know? Don't lose the look. And everybody out in California sounds like faggots anyway. Oh, they look like fairy men, right? <laughs> they talk we fun. can say that because we're a gay married couple. We're gay. We're gay. We're gay. <laughs> anybody can I, say I, it. I, we, look at te- we look at television, and I, swear, I say to Jimmy, I swear this one purses fall out of her mouth. I mean, she is such a queen. <laughs> what is she doing on television pretending to be straight? Especially and, when we're watching the Hallmark channel. It's oh, like the every Hallmark. Guy on Hallmark. I <laughs> swear they get every friggin' queen they could find and they make her look butch and they throw her with some other broad. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. That's so, the worst channel ever. 
<laughs> all, all queens. They're all they're all gay. I'm telling you. After they shoot, they all make out. No, really, it's terrible. We like AMC. That's right. Thank AMC, you, AMC, baby. The mob. Uh, Hopefully, there'll yeah. be a third season. So now, Absolutely. now I know why you played Luciano. They couldn't get anybody. They couldn't get a, a boy because look what you look like. You're not a blue-eyed blonde. No, Luciano. well, yeah, well, he wasn't blue-eyed blonde, but I, I, you know, I'm I have blue eyes and uh, my hair is lighter than this usually. Especially in the summer, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, but you, you know, of course, makeup hair. It's called movies, you know. But uh, when I was very, very, very young, if I'm not a liar, because I don't lie, I think I'm not sure. Should I say this? That my cousin Bertha's husband, who went to jail, was one of Luciano's people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not lying. I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, everybody from Brooklyn is connected. Or well, listen, uh, the Luciano family. Um, it is what the Gambino family used to be. Okay, right. so when Luciano died, he handed it over to Carlo Gambino. He named right. it after his own family. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I have many, many dear, dear, good, wonderful people from Mill Basin and from Brooklyn who I love and adore who are accused of being mafia, and they're not. They're just Italian business people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, sometimes that goes hand in hand, but mm. whatever. But you know, you, anyway, I I don't think you know. Listen. Actually, he his, he knows a lot about it. Not only did he play well, wait, at one all. point, we just now found out that Washington is more mafia than the mafia ever was mafia, oh, and Washington God. is more corrupt than the mafia was ever corrupt. <laughs> so the mafia technically was the better place to be than in Washington. You know, there's nothing more dangerous than a crook with a badge. You know? Absolutely. And what that's, a and, good and, saying. And you know how many I have met in my life in Greenwich Village? Wow. Gay bars oh. back then, you couldn't be gay. They had a light on. A big bright light would come if the cops came in and you had to stop dancing with your boyfriend. And then they paid the cops off and the light went out and you continued dancing. It still exists. Have you, have you guys been to New York City lately? All the time. Okay. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I can't imagine how it is for you. Uh, to be able to go back and to see how different it is from when you grew up. I mean, now, I would say, growing, I mean, walking around Greenwich Village, I mean, half the people are gay, but in the city, typically, no, there's no more gay it's people. almost one in four people are gay. And no, it's, you know, it's a very common thing. Everybody, I mean, half of my, my friends are gay, lesbians, of course, you know. But I, I can imagine how different it is for you. It was wonderful. From when you were young. to, to It was this. wonderful. It was wonderful because Greenwich Village was all gay. There wasn't these straight people coming down to, like, now Now they go down there to eat. I hate the village. It's not the village anymore. Now it's, I don't know what it is, Disney World. But they come with kids, baby carrot. Not in my day. In my day, all the outrageous queens would get dressed in drag with high heels and walk the streets and carry on and laugh and we had you a You have ball. to give him, a, give him, like, some kind of... Um uh, a perspective of like when was your day? Oh, my day was I, I started hanging out in Greenwich Village in 1959, 58, 1959. I was 18 years old and I was gorgeous and I looked like Tony Curtis and I had every fairy following me for days. I mean, <laughs> I would walk down the street, those fags would chase me up and down the block. It was terrible. Now I walk in the village, they help me across the street. Oh they my say, God. They say, sir, could we sit you down on a bench for a little bit? The very same queens that used to chase me. All but right. anyway, uh, I had the best time of my life in Greenwich Village. The parties were fabulous. All actors, of course. I was an actor. Still am. I mean, it, I mean, like actors like Paul Newman, Hello, and Joanne Woodward were right. talking about 
hanging out in the village at somebody's apartment at a party. It's still a great place. Listen, it's still a great place to go listen to some jazz. Uh, there's a, gr a bunch of great clubs around there, uh, bars. It's, it's still, it's still. Yeah, a but you don't have Marlon Brando popping into a party with his lover at the time, Wally Cox, because Marlon Brando and Wally Cox were lovers, and that was a strange, strange combination. If you know who Wally Cox is, yes. And the village then was loaded with celebrities of today it was a very very important place to be in the entertainment field now it's no longer the whole you know the whole city has become as you say very commercial out of town uh, well yes. out of town a, a lot of the bikes that they have parked there now where people I are hate that bikes. what is with and that? listen i grew up in the city i wouldn't even ride a bike with the taxis and the people mm. who drive like they do in Manhattan, I don't know how they, they've, uh, they've kept what, the people What's alive. with those bikes? What yeah, we don't even even get that I, bike I thing. How do you even pay about. for those bikes? Because like, they're just sitting credit there like card, a, credit you, you card. put a credit yeah, they just Listen, there's a, they're great to get around because obviously the city is, is manic when it comes to, to traffic. And I've lived both in Los Angeles and New York. And I can tell you nothing compares to the traffic in New York City. Because yeah, everything is legs. everything is one lane, and if there is yeah, a, I hate it. I hate driving in New York. I hate driving. Yeah, we were there two days before Christmas, and and we uh, were like on Fifth Avenue, and to get out to come back because we're in Pennsylvania, it right. took us like three hours just yeah, to get to the bridge. I, I'm a New Yorker. I learned to drive in New York. I hate it. I cut I'm every, from Florida. I, I know how to cut in and out. I know how to scare them. That's I know, the whole thing. I, when they're next to me, they want to inch in front of me. I say, No, mother, you're not going to come in here because I'll right. break your fucking car. <laughs> right. And they you look at me. They roll up their window. They get afraid. Yeah, definitely. So, do you live in the city now? I live in uh, New York City. Right now, I'm on location. I'm filming. Uh, I can't really go into any detail of what I'm filming. Well, just tell us where you live in New York. Don't give us the address, but where? <laughs> I do live in New York City, and I also have a residence in Los Angeles. Right, oh, but cool. where do you live in New York? Just give me the sides. Uh, the Upper West Side, 78th okay. and uh, Riverside. Nice, nice, nice up there. I lived on 75th and 3rd for years. I loved it. Loved it. Nice. It was fabulous. Okay, but anyway, so now we, we're here in this awful... Um, we're going to Palm Springs. We're, soon. we're moving back to Palm Springs. I Are you really? I was yeah. actually. I may be filming. I was filming there last year. I I enjoyed it immensely. It's very very gay. Yes. But, uh, but the hiking is is wonderful, and the restaurants the uh, the restaurants there downtown agree too. Well, it's all faggotized. You know, we know how to do it. And listen, that. that <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? We eat in shitty restaurants like the straight people do? No, some, no, the restaurants are really good. Really good. We have some French queen in there whipping up French food and making it gorgeous and delicious. What's that place that has the Marilyn Monroe statue in the front? I forget the name of that place. Marilyn Monroe statue. Uh, I didn't yeah, know. It has the endless mimosas, as I'm sure they all do there. Right, right. Yeah. I don't, I've never lived there. We've been. I, I've I, been there several yeah. times, but we're, we're looking to go there now. I lived so. there for eight years, and I loved it, and, and I came back. To, I actually, I retired, went to Florida, made a mistake, met Jimmy. Now I'm back in the business. So we're going back to the coast because I have so many celebrity friends out there, the old bags, uh -huh. you know, like Arlene Dahl and people like that that you don't even know. Movie stars yeah. of the great 40s and 50s, and I miss them so. I just lost my Debbie. I'm sick over it still. Mm -hmm. uh, Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Oh, my God. Was she the best person in the world? Yeah, I, know that, I know that you used to work in the music business. One of my uh, my ma my managers is uh, Todd Frank. I don't know. Did you know Barry Frank, the singer, the doo wop singer? Frank? Yes, I did. Barry. Yeah, he, he, he used to sing with Sinatra and all. He he yes. actually recently passed away. He oh, he terrible. used to sing with Beryl Davis. Barry yes. Frank. 
Yes. Carol Davis. His son, his son Todd, who works for uh, Ron Delsner, all the big music people, he, he manages me, but uh, Barry, unfortunately, recently passed away. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I, I, I so, can't place him, but I know. Yeah, I know all the old bags because you know we came up together. Like I said, J- J- what's her face? Uh, jo- Joanne Woodward. I'm still would. I still do Facebook with her. Um, she's really a cool lady. She got over him pretty well. She's together. I I never thought she would. She adored him, and he adored her. They had a love affair that went beyond belief. And then some people said not true. They really didn't get along. They just lived common sense or common law, or whatever, which is bullshit. Right. She loved Paul. Paul was a strange guy. Nice guy, but strange. So let's go to you for a little bit now. I, first of all, first of all, because you have an unusual career, uh, uh, an unusual entry into the whole acting career because like, you're actually like a lawyer. You went to school and became a lawyer. Correct. And then you, yeah. went, you just wake up and say, I really want to act instead of doing this like law thing, and so I'm just going to become like this famous actor. Because like, you, you've shot through the ranks incredibly fast. Right, right, right. I, you know, I, uh, I've always wanted to do it. <clears throat> and I don't know if you read my bio, but, uh, I mean, literally, there was a calling from birth because, you know, I, I was, my parents were approached to have me on the Gerber label. So I was a Gerber baby from right what? from. Are you are yeah. you Jewish or Italian? No, I'm my both my parents were born in Sicily actually. So I'm one, I'm first generation Sicilian American. So you're not Italian. You're a Sicilian. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because I'm Italian, and we don't accept Sicilians. <laughs> <laughs> Sicily is not Italy. No, that's not true. I'm only teasing you. Yeah, Siciliano, parli italiano. Si, si, veramente. Bene, bene, bene. Okay, listen. So, what's the film you're on? Oh, you no, no, wait, wait. You can't tell. I, I'm you can't got, tell. I want to go. Okay, so, okay, so you, cause, because, like, I know you, I have a lot of little questions for people who, like, want to be in acting and in the acting thing, because one thing I noticed on your IMDb, you have some big credits, which I want to talk, uh, you know, about some of, some of the, uh, the making of the mob stuff, because, like, that kind of, like, puts you, definitely puts you, like, on the map big time. <laughs> But I noticed that you do several shorts, and you've done several shorts. And like I've always heard different things, you know, from different people who are well-known actors. Some do them, and some don't do them. And so I was kind of like thinking, like, what's the thinking behind? Because you've done several of them, and you have them on your IMDb, and and they're not like shitty shorts like other people do. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, but like, what's the thinking? Know, you never know what's going to be a, a shitty short because look, I have. I had this one documentary short film that I did called 1971. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was weird. I hadn't heard about it uh, from, I hadn't heard about it from anyone. You have a phone call coming in. (laughs) Did you turn your phone off? Hang on, you got to turn it off. No, it's on his computer. It rings on his computer, same as mine. Because the phone call came in. No, it's okay. Uh, So, as I was saying, uh, you never know when you're going to get something good because this film 1971 that I did, I hadn't heard anything about it for three years, and then suddenly I find out it's it's in the Tribeca Film Festival. It's in the it's all these in all these, and you can still watch it on Netflix now. So you you know it's not about really who's in the film, what the big name and what the big director is. If you put your best foot forward and you have talent and and you take hold of the opportunity that's bestowed before you, that's all that matters. That's what you, you have go. to do as an actor. That's what I want to hear. But do you really believe that? <laughs> no, but it's not a believing. It's it's a foresight. Because you know it's not real. Because if you can't get uh, what's the face the one I like Jennifer whatever Jennifer, Jennifer La- La- if you can't get Jennifer Lawrence, 
to do something for you, you don't have a hit. They bet on the name. It's always been that way, you know. Clark Gable pulled money. He was the king of Hollywood once, and so was Lana Turner. And they fell off the but pedestal. there's different degrees Wait of success. Yeah, but then they fell off the pedestal, and then other stars took over. So it's still, we don't, we don't sell a film because of its quality. Not, we, that's obvious today. We sell a film because of its name. Now that they're doing Batman again with, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I don't uh, know how well it's going to do because Ben Affleck's name doesn't pull like the other guy's name. So, listen, I thought, you know, it's a funny story that you bring that film up. I've, I have the same, I say the, the same idea as you. I, I don't believe that, you know, a great film is purely based on whoever's in it and how much money they pull because there have been so many great films that have been made that were so small but they they grew such a following. You can take, yes. for instance, uh, Point Break with Keanu Reeves uh, and uh, and the gentleman I unfortunately yes, who passed away. Yes, Patrick. and you know they weren't huge stars at that time, but that 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 film grew such a cult following. You know, you can you can talk about a lot of different films. But that was a uh, while ago. Let's talk so about you, films yesterday. No, if listen, they don't it, blow up, if they don't have great, uh, what is it I want, CGI, it, the film doesn't happen. Ron doesn't like all the action films that just have action I, you know, with no good storyline. Like if I go I to the like movie, either. I want to see the star work, not the CGI I, work. That's right. I want to. I, I always say that myself. I want to see the humanity and why. Absolutely. What, what am I watching this film for? What am I learning from the people in this film? Absolutely. And it's not just like watching it happen. And it's oh, funny you bring up that Batman film. I was in Los Angeles for the Oscars last year, and I was at a party. And uh, <clears throat> uh, the director uh, of uh, JFK, I can't remember his name right now, Oliver Stone was there. Yes. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they brought up that Batman versus Superman film, and, and uh, I happened to say, you know, it looks horrible. And, of course, David, I'm not even going to say his name, the gentleman who edited the film, who also won the Academy Award for Born on the Fourth of July, Fourth of July with Oliver Stone was the person who edited that film, <laughs> and uh, you know he he told me himself. He said, "You know what? You're right. There is a lot. Of, there is too much CGI in film today. There is uh, there is it's overproduced. It's over overproduced in terms of the visual effect rather than what we were talking about." Absolutely. Well, what's happened? Is I like those movies. First of all, I have to say that because I'm a superhero buff, and so like I like I like all that stuff. I was not a big fan of Batman versus Superman in general, but I like superhero films a lot. What's happened today is uh, people go out to dinner at the same table and they text message each other at that table. So people don't have any kind of attention spans anymore. Like in my day, in my day, we went to see a Betty Davis film. It was a wonderful film. It ran two ten, and it would be interesting. And it was a story about someone's life and what they went through and how they got out of it. And it taught us, it taught us how to deal with life. And I've learned so much from, from, from those old films. Today's Absolutely. films with everybody's short thinking, they have to explode it. And shoot it. And I think it's teaching the young people the wrong message that guns are wonderful and blowing up. And what's that bullshit with Superman fighting Batman? I don't get the <laughs> message. I mean, I you love know, it's all it's all about the wow factor and like you said, uh, the lights and the the smoking guns. And it's it's it, listen. I, if it was up to me, we'd be we'd be making like you say, films about people, about real stories, not Peach. about things Peach. that can't exist. We you know, watch great films. Great films encompass a, a topic that 
are so extraordinary, yet you can imagine that they could happen under extreme circumstances. You know, we actually watched Trumbo because we didn't see Trumbo last year when it got all its awards and everything, it but wonderful. we watched it the other night. Uh, on, on we rented it on Voodoo off Dalton, of Dalton Trumbo, the and, communist, uh, and it was a great it was Brian Cranston, and it was a great, great, great film. film. Which, by the way, I'm going to give you a plug, and we're, we're going to talk about it in a second. If you guys go on Voodoo now, or if you have a Roku and you go to any of the down digital download sites or whatever, you can actually see my dead boyfriend because it's out now, and yes. and uh, it stars Heather Graham, Griffin Dunn, Gina Gershon, John Corbett, and Rich Graff. Yeah, yes. and yeah. it looks like a lot of fun. You're the drummer in her band. Yeah, the drummer in her band and her flashback, and we're actually dating in the, her past as well. Uh, you know, I'm really happy how well the film is doing right now because initially it had gotten really bad reviews from some of the big papers like the New York Times. And uh, it's actually, you know, like a lot of good films who get bad reviews initially, it's, it's doing great. And I have to thank uh, Anthony Edwards, who was the director, this first film that he directed. I have to thank Momentum Pictures for putting me in the picture. Uh, and Heather Graham and John Corbett, Griffin Dunn, they're all great to work with. I, I've, I've seen them personally several times. Really nice people as well. Professional. Can I tell you something? If the reviews are bad, I go see the That's film. That's usually when I like because it. Because the films are good. <laughs> the, the, when they say it's a bad review, I love the film. And I say, what's wrong? The film was shot well. Sound was good. The color was right. good. The actors were good. What's wrong with the film? So the story was a little weak. Okay, but that's all right. But I wouldn't call it a bad film. Right, right. No, it was it was great. I, I, I thought it was, you know, filmed it, you know, they, they flash back to the 80s, which is really in right now. And it's really right. interesting to see the clothes and the way that people right. act. I liked it. I liked it a lot. They're actually right. playing clips on the TV cool, where cool. you can't see right now. But they're uh, actually since, since I'm incapacitated and not able to go out because we're afraid I might We bang. can rent it. Let's re watch it tonight. Yeah, we'll watch it. It's, it's, well, it looks like Jimmy a lot of fun. There it. he is. We eat in the living room. We put the TV on. We eat at the coffee table. And we watch films of our friends. And uh, critique. And I actually course. like like I haven't met Heather uh, I haven't met Heather Graham yet, but I met Griffin Dunn. I think I was at an Elton John concert or something, and I met Griffin Dunn, and and it's got a really good class. I love John Corbett. Um, he's fantastic. Oh, he's you know John great. Corbett. Sex in yeah. the City. Sex in the City and My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it's fantastic. So everybody needs to definitely uh, rent my my dead boyfriend now. Let's let it do really really well. And the better it does, the the, the okay. more help that might Jimmy, give you. Jimmy Jimmy did all the publicity. Crap! I'm gonna do. No, the, I'm not done. Oh, you're still gonna do more publicity? Yes, we're gonna I talk. Get, about, I want to get into his soul. I want to know no, this no, guy. Well, we have time to get into his soul. We have to. I want to talk about some of these because he's got some projects coming up, and I also want to. I want to. Can't you do that after? Can't we get into his soul and find out what makes him tick? Why he's an actor? What drove him? Okay, Let's you can talk about that. What for is a it all about? All right, do that first, and we'll go yeah, to me. Yeah, because I want people to know you before you do the bullshit. You know what I mean? The oh, somebody in the chat room wants to know what did you think about SUNY Potsdam Small Upstate College. See? Oh wow! That's the stuff do, you they want. do you have a name of that that person? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. Ellen Nesbitt. Ellen Nesbitt. I don't know that name, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I grew up. You know, I among other things, I was uh, very into snowboarding. So I competed in college, and the, the the college that brought me to a lot of the biggest mountains, northeast. I've been all over Europe, out west, and I went I went to SUNY Potsdam, which is about a half an hour away from the Canadian border. Really, really great, but really cold. So okay. I, I enjoyed that's myself. That's not there. what I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> that's all fun. <laughs> what I want to hear is who, what, what, where did you grow a pair of balls that you thought that you could be an actor and that you could get where you are now? And when you had rejection, 
which we all have in this stupid business. How did you react to that? When did you snap back and say, oh, no, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a success. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear the, the, the guts. The you guts. know, honestly, it's, uh, it's when you're a creative person, a really creative person, and not like a lot of these people who just kind of copy and mimic and try to look Wait, at the best so angle. Who told, you, you, who told you you were a creative person? And, and nobody nobody needed to tell me. I, I grew you, up writing stories from when I was seven. I, I played four different instruments by ear by the time I was nine. Uh, I, I, I could act. I, could, I was always someone who was very, very creative and very, very independent. You know, I was always the kid who, when the, the band in a wedding took a break for dinner, got up and started singing for everybody. I was always the kid who, when my friends came over, I said, okay, we're going to film a movie, but we had no equipment. You know, I, it, was, it was always, it's in my blood, it's in my DNA. I, I can't explain it, honestly. I understand because I'm the same way. I never understood why I had the balls to think that I could possibly, being a gay guy, go out and make movies and television and do the career that I had. I had a fabulous career for years on the stage as a stand-up comic. And I never understood why me, little Ronnie from Brooklyn, who the hell are you? You're nothing. And now look, you have your TV. I mean, it, it's amazing. And I agree with you. It's something instilled in the DNA, in the blood, or it's magic that comes from another world. I don't I know what it, it is. I think it's yeah. I think it's a lot of lot of that. It's it's it, It's one of those things that, I, and you know, it's not something that I cho I chose to do. It's it was there already. And it's it you. Different. It's you. Yes, it is. And you can't it's live without it because if I, you yeah. live without it, you're destroyed. You're a great <laughs> see-through person. Yep. Now, one more question I want to ask you, and I'll give you over to Jimmy, which is problems me all the time. Many of my friends that I grew up with that I really loved and kept close are no longer my friends because they can't sort of deal with who I've become. It's envy, it's jealousy. You know, how come you, not me? I could do it too. What's the big deal? Ronnie's not doing anything that nobody else could do sort of mentality. How do you deal with that without looking like, You've changed because you become the bad guy. He went Hollywood. Sure. Listen, I've I've run into that in my my mob show. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, no, no, no names. No, <clears throat> they were one of the other actors who were up for my role, the lead role. And uh, you know, from the beginning, you can tell a little bit of jealousy. Uh, you know, why not me? Why you? Kind of thing. Sorry. But you know, you have to not take that personally. Because it's, you know, some people are going to feel that way and they're going to let you know about it. Other people are going to, you know, do a roundabout way of kind of trying to sabotage you. You have to put, as I said earlier, no matter what it is, you have to put your best foot forward. You have to do everything you can to make the product exceptional. And, that, and if that means making somebody better that you really don't like or do, who doesn't really respect you, then so be it. But it's the product that Love comes it. first. Well, it, that doesn't work. I was in a wedding party like a thousand years ago and these people came to New York and they were having a dinner and they wanted everybody in the wedding party to attend. And I was 19 at the time when I was in the wedding party and I went there. And if I tell you, if I went any more down to earth, I would have been eating soil. <laughs> I mean, I made sure I dressed down and I didn't, be, I wasn't theatrical. I was just plain old Ronnie. I used my Brooklyn accent. And the feedback was, boy, did he change. He really thinks who he is. And I was very hurt by that because I was totally myself. I never get that way with people anyway. 
even right. in my, my regular, you know, I'm a down-to-earth jerk. I mean, I'm an actor. I work in a factory. Like right now, this is, what do you think, I'm in Palace? It's a factory. <laughs> I got lights burning my eyes. You in front of me, I've got to get something out of you so people like it. It's not easy. Well, so you they know, like you already. You're good. You're good. You're a good, you're a good guest. I bet I like if you, you. gave the same people uh, a little taste of fame, they would be the ones who would be flamboyant and showing off and prima donnas because there are two types of people in our business, yes? There are people who want to be celebrities. want to sign you know, autographs. Right. And then there are people who want to be create, want the creative process to play out, who don't always have to be the leading man or leading woman or the hot right. throb. You know, and I don't. I Honestly, I welcome roles that are different. That, you and know, you know so, what? It shows in your work. If you're you. a grandstander, it'll show oh, in your work. Absolutely. If you're down to earth, it shows in your work. I told Jimmy I am so upset now that we're on the cellular phone. You, this show we're doing right now, people can watch it on their cellular phones. Do right. you know what that does? It opens a door to look. People knew my voice. No one knew what I looked like because we were on radio for years. Now right. everybody's going to know what I look like. I've just lost <laughs> my pride. But you're private. gorgeous. No, I don't give a shit about that. I'm 150. You guys are both beautiful. Both of you. Thank you. <laughs> but now, I've, now I'm going to be noticed wherever I go. And that I've just lost my privacy. How do you feel about that? I, I, I'm okay with it. Look, you know, as you said, the, the, the Lucky Luciano character looks very different from me. You know, when I'm in New York, uh, especially... You know, you get those kind of looks like, I do know you from somewhere, but I can't quite put it. So, I mean, look, you can, as a person that's in the spotlight, and, and I am by no means someone that's a celebrity, I, I think. But if, you know, I, I, I take it as a pleasure of people taking pleasure in my work, not just me, you know. Right, but, but, but you're not answering my question. I'm going to come over there and bitch smack you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you're walking down the street, say you're in a restaurant eating. And a bunch uh -huh. of people walk over to you and they decide you're their best friend and they're going to talk to you for an hour while your fool's getting cold. How do you get rid of these people politely? Oh, wow. That's how Like Barry so, Manilow did. I, 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 if, I'm, if I'm hungry, then I'm going to tell them point blank, listen, I need to eat right now. I'll talk to you later. Barry if I'm not Manilow, so hungry, maybe you, I'll accommodate. You know what Barry Manilow? I was at a restaurant in Palm Springs. Barry and his lover were eating a table away from me. And a bunch of women went over and said, oh, Barry Manilow, we love you. He just kept eating and looking at his food. He ignored them completely. And <laughs> I, I thought, that. that's wonderful because no, the broads, well, listen, that. you don't go over to someone when they're eating and interrupt well, that, them. that's true. What gives you the fucking right? Because you watch him in the movie? That no, means you own no, that's them? that's true. You should wait till they're done you know, eating. Have a little oh, respect. Listen, have a little respect. People need their personal space. It's true. It's and it's only going to... Yeah, it's only going to get worse as you're ascending wait, the ladder. Yeah, and if you love Barry that much, wait for him to finish eating. Go outside, and as he's leaving the building, say, oh, Mr. Manilow, you know, can I blow you or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might stop for that. No, he wouldn't. So let's go. Okay, so now let uh, now on my turn, I want to go back because I want to talk a little bit about, first of all, so The Making of the Mob, you've done two different series. You did the New York one, and you did the Chicago one. You're the same person in both of them. The New York one was first, right? Correct, correct, yes. And so how did you, did you have to audition for that? Yeah, I, uh, I initially went in for um, Bugsy Siegel. Okay. Uh, and then I went in for uh, a slew of other roles. I think, I think in all I went in for five different characters. And in the sixth callback, they said, okay, Rich, we love you. The director loves you. <clears throat> we want you for the lead role. All you have to do now is come in, uh, get dressed in a vintage suit, we're going to dye your hair black, put some brown contacts in your eyes. We'll send the photos over to the executives at AMC, and if they like it, you're in. 
Oh, you look at it already. <laughs> now listen. Wait, wait. Let me finish this story. I, I just, I, two more questions. I know. No, no, you had your questions. It's my turn. <laughs> you know, if I wasn't married to this fucker, I would divorce him. <laughs> no. No, okay. So, because this, this was like a real, I mean, this was basically like a, a career-changing uh, moment for you. I mean, this was like a really big deal. This is AMC. Yeah. This is like everybody watches it. I mean, the show had to have millions and millions of people. You're in the sequel to it, and it's opened up a lot of doors for you. Absolutely. Listen, I have, and I have to thank uh, Elliot and Marco, who were the executives at AMC who brought this together, Stephen David Entertainment, who they all put me on the lead role. I mean, they really did a great job of not only the costuming, uh, but the script and everything, they, the way they put it together. They really, I mean, they built a, 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 follow, a big following. I don't think they thought, they, they foresaw how many people were going to become fans of the show, and it's become really big. It's become really big. Yeah, it's like a cult show now. Absolutely. Which I love it. Okay, go ahead now. You can ask a question. No, for spite, I'm not going to talk. Okay, you don't have to. Let's anyway, remember your mother? <laughs> remember when you were young, your mother would say that to you? Italian Sicilian mother. Now for spite, I'm not going to talk to you. That's remember? Right. My That's mother right. used to say, all Italian mothers do that. I wish I could remember what I was going to ask you, but I do. That's okay. Uh, I sort of resented the fact I, I auditioned for quite a few movies when I was very young, and they told me you're too ethnic-looking. Back in the 50s and 60s, ethnicity didn't work. You had to be Tab Hunter, you know, blonde, blue-eyed Americana, the football player. Here I was, you know, Italian in every way. Um, they typecast me always as a cop. What did I play? I played a priest one. I played those stupid, shitty roles. <laughs> How do you feel about being typecast now as a mafioso? I'm not, you know, I'm not typecast. I mean, if you look at the role that I did with... Uh, with Heather Graham, it was an '80s rocker dude. So yeah, I, you look totally different too. And you know, and as I said before, they they put so much makeup on me for the Lucky Luciano role that if someone were to go onto my IMDb or look up a picture of me, it looks totally it. different. Yeah, it's totally yeah. different. Yeah, but I'm ho so, I'm hoping that Hollywood has gotten intelligent enough not to typecast anymore. No, listen, it's it's not about it's not about Hollywood typecasting because they're always gonna you know everybody has a type. You know, the way a person is, is, is as the old saying says, uh, art imitates life. Right. So people are going to see you for who you are. Uh, it's all about the public, really. Because, I, and, and, you know, a lot of the big stars, they don't, they don't ever take any more of these TV shows that are running for more than a year or two, if you notice. Right. Because they don't want to be typecast. They want to do it for right. one year. Well, that's why, Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence changes her hair color every movie. She's right. a redhead. She's a blonde. She's a brunette because she doesn't right. want to be typecast. We, we love Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I think I go to see every one of her films. I mean, I'm so in love with her. I, she's a brilliant. What do you think about working with her? How could you stand it? If you had to kiss uh, her and make out with her in the bed scene, I, listen, I actually think she's a, a little bit, you know, behind closed doors. I think she's a little wild like me. I think it would be great, actually. I think Seriously, she's, uh, if you had if you had to do a naked love scene in bed with her, how would you handle that? Well, I don't know how she would handle me, but I mean, I know how to handle her. <laughs> I mean, I, that was a great answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm gay. I can imagine what it's all about. But that would be like me making a love scene with Mark Ruffalo in the in in bed, I think that they would be very ashamed of what went on and the cameras would go down. But um, it's difficult. Okay, uh, so. The other one is Angelina Jolie. How would you like to start with her? You know, I had a, actually I had a conversation with her on the set of Salt. And before I met her, <clears throat> I didn't think she was very attractive for some reason. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, no. And I'm being dead honest. But at, when I met her in person, 
I could tell she's very pretty. She and she's very she was very nice, very social. And of course, this was how many eight years ago or so. This she's is good, seven yeah, years ago. She's one of the most yeah. beautiful women in the world. Yeah, she was very, very pretty and very nice, very conversational, very down to earth. Very I nice. Her, I know her well. She grew up in my house with my daughter. Oh She's wow! My daughter's friend Angie went to school with my daughter. They jumped off the bunk beds. John and I used to run around with the kids, and I watched Angie. She looked exactly. She came to Deirdre's birthday party when Deirdre was four, and she looked exactly the same as she does now. So everything on her is real. Well, the next and, the next time you talk to her, let her know I. Say I don't hello. speak to her. The sad thing is, she went one way, I went another. Um, there's no way to get through to her. She's so blocked and so protected i ran into her in beverly hills in the drugstore when she was married to billy bob and we had a li lovely chat then and she looked wonderful and she was so happy we love her too i would love to get through to uh, angie i will when i move back to the coast but living here in pennsylvania with the farmers right. it's not easy i don't think angie's coming through this territory so first of all i want to give you i want to give you a compliment first of all so i think you're terrific as a so guest we have, by the way we have uh you know, we have two usually two guests a week, and we've been on the air we're on for six years, so we've had hundreds and like four, like hundreds of guests on the show. And I have to say that good. out of all the guests we've had on the show, and we've had Academy Award winners, Grammy winners, you know, really even huge, some of my old bags, huge people, and never have I seen a press kit as well put together as yours. Oh, um, thank and you. I, and I'm talking like you know, maybe we've had 600 guests, not including like interviews that we do with other people like on well, we, location we, we do red carpet we do location interviews yeah we, we interview. so i've never seen i've yeah. never seen such a well put together press kit so number one i guess we'll say congratulations because i guess you were on the cover of the fifth anniversary issue of millennium magazine new york and you look fantastic wow, on it good for you you Thank know everybody I, I have a new cover coming out for uh, the spring cover of uh, indulge magazine there That'll you go congratulations and Thank everybody you. talks about, like, even on Twitter, I got a million, like, little messages about how, oh, man, you got Rich Graff. He's so hot. He's so hot. Oh, boy. <laughs> now we have to get to the real question. Are you married? Well, that's, you know, I don't really discuss my personal life, you know. That's I not love... a personal question. Are you married? <laughs> yes or no? I'm not asking. He's got a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I have a reason for this, my friend. I have a gorgeous daughter who was first runner-up in Miss America. She looks oh, wow. like Michelle Pfeiffer. She's a green-eyed blonde, gorgeous, and she's very successful. She's one of the leading tabletop designers in New York. And he has another daughter who's an actress who and saw your picture, and she's like, oh, my God, he's, he's so hot. hot. <laughs> so I have, I have two old maids that I got to unload. <laughs> And I'm looking for a son-in-law, and that's why I'm asking if you're married. I don't give a shit about your private life. I just want to know, do I invite you over for lasagna, and we of talk course. about it? Of course. Of course. Invite and me over. They're 100% Italian. They love to. You can see my daughters on Facebook. They're, quite, I'll, they're, they're I'll pretty famous. They're pretty famous. And uh, Leslie works with Michael O'Rom, so she's a big shot. Anyway, okay. He got the anyway, point. Anyway, they're, they're beautiful girls. Yes. They're gorgeous Listen. girls. And, I, I can come to Pennsylvania. I can I, the ne maybe the next time I'm in Palm Springs. But where are they located? New, New York City. Oh, okay. So, all right. Yeah. Whenever, whenever they're available. Now, how old are you? I got to know age. I can look up on IMDb. He doesn't have to tell you. You're not going to tell me your age. Are you over? Are you near forty? Thirty-five. Somewhere, yes, in that in that range, thirty because, to forty range, yes. Okay, so my daughters are in that range. Okay. Good. All right. So now let's go. We got that one out of the way. Let's go. So you got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. 
Um, I know you did a bunch of other movies and stuff too, but I don't want to run out of time without promoting some of the new stuff coming up. So you've got, you've got, you're an associate producer on a new sci-fi drama called Amaranth. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Amaranth. Uh, actually, you know, I'm I'm happy to announce it on your show. Actually, but uh, my producer partner Amy Soto and I have just created uh, Lucky Film Productions. That's going to be my new film production company. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, so we're a, a, a co-producing a sci-fi film called Amaranth. Uh, it's based on kind of like an apocalyptic kind of save the world story at the end of the world. Uh, it's with a really uh, <clears throat> a really great young director called Mark uh, Shoemaker. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, big people attached to it. I can't really discuss those in detail. And we're looking, we're, we're location scouting right now in the M- Mississippi area for that. Are you looking for an older alien that's gay? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Then call me. Actually, are we not allowed to talk about the two people that you had in your press release attached to it or no? Uh, Yeah, you could talk about that, yes. I was just going to say because everybody will know. Well, I I don't know if I saw it on IMDb or in your press release, but Johnny Messner and Ryan Carnes, and everybody knows them because Johnny Messner was in like one of those uh, Anaconda movies and Four Got Ten, and Ryan Carnes is in Desperate Housewives and General Hospital and Doctor Who. So they're like really like names that everybody knows. Sure, yeah, they're great. I'm really looking forward to working on this film because it's going to be really, really bringing back that kind of sci-fi film that is without all the CGI effects, as you were discussing before, and really bringing humanity back to it. I love it. You're making a movie. Yeah, yeah a real movie. That's what it's absolutely. called. You're making a fucking movie. Then, you got, then, then you've got another one <clears throat> called uh, Mr. Chicago. Oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> this is a this is a real baby of mine that I'm really working from the ground up right now. Uh, <clears throat> we have a couple of people who are actually on your show, and it's about uh, who, it's who, about who? Paul Sorvino. Uh, oh, I love Paul. Yeah, Paul Sorvino, Paul Sorvino is uh, is interested in working on it. Michael Madsen is interested in working on it. It's about uh, a guy Gary in Chicago who was the right hand man for Mayor Daley in the 60s and 70s and some of his constituents. And it really talks about the underbelly of corruption in the city of Chicago in that Who's era. Who's playing the mayor? Paul? Uh, no, we, uh, I don't know if we have someone for the mayor yet, for Mayor Daley. Who's great as the mayor? But, but Paul is playing, Paul wants to play the head, uh, head guy, head mafia guy in Chicago at that time, I, oh, which yeah. I can't really discuss into detail. Yeah, no, yeah, but I, I, I know okay. Paul. When you see Paul, tell him Lainey Kazan and Ron Russell send hi. And I'm so I happy know. that when he dated Lainey Kazan, he loved her tits. They were the best tits he ever had. <laughs> he said he said that on our show, by the way. Really? Do you know who Lainey Kazan? Do you know who Lainey Kazan is? My I good do friend not. Lainey. Lainey. You don't Kazan know Lainey? Is... Big Fat Greek Wedding. She's the mom in my oh, Big Fat Greek okay. Wedding. And the fabulous so jazz singer. She's a wonderful That's... singer. Lainey's yes. a doll. We and then you've Lainey. also, this actually, the way we met, uh, the way I met you actually is that you were the lead in Dead Exit, which was a comic, and we met on Twitter because I'm playing uh, Johnny, Johnny something, I forgot, yes. Johnny Handsome, yes. in the comic, and so you're now you're working on that as a TV pilot with uh, Doug Shiloh, which we want to give him a shout out again and say oh, congratulations. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, so in Rockford, Illinois, I just remember the name. Uh, Doug Shiloh. It's a really great uh, graphic novel comic that we're, we're turning into a, a TV uh, show. And it talks about, you know, it's really kind of uh, ideas that are, are real, you know, things that really happen, but they're set to a kind of comic book kind of setting 
where you have these characters that are built into the story. Comic books are coming back big. We have a couple of celebrities that are doing them. Yeah, we have a lot of my 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 wonderful, beautiful friend. Such a famous woman, I forgot her name, gorgeous white blonde. My God, she was devastating in the 70s. She was everybody's... Oh, uh, Sybil Danning. Sybil Danning. Do you know Sybil? I do. I do. I love Sybil. If you see a kisser for me, Sybil's one of my sweethearts. Anyway, Sybil Danning's got a comic book. My God. <gasps> She's an uh, astro woman or something, and it's phenomenal. Let's go back, though. You guys follow at Dead gorgeous Exit Comic. Follow book. at Dead Exit Comic on... Uh, on Twitter, and you can find out a little bit more as things progress. And the TV series stars Rich Graff. We only got like a few minutes, though. We have, uh, and we it's also got Tony Dennison and Roxy Saint, and it's going to be really cool. And eventually, I'm sure it's going to be a. Uh, and, and oh, she said my name is Johnny Hollywood. That's what I see, I, somehow I thought Johnny see, B. Hollywood. When, when you're interesting, how fast time flies. Now listen up, <laughs> Signora Paisano. Yes. Paul. Okay. Yes. Cuando Springs. Vieni a mia casa a mangiare qualche cosa. Absolutamente. Sì, sì. What I said was when we're in Palm Springs, come to my house. I'll cook you something. Absolutely. So hold on. We have to, I have to give out his like little. Okay, so if you guys want to follow Rich Graff on Twitter, um, it's at Rich Graff, right? R-I-C-H-G-R-A-F-F. Sometimes it depends on if it's Twitter or Instagram. Sometimes it's an underscore between Rich and Graff, but... You, you can look up my name and see my face, my ugly mug, and you'll know yeah, who and it is. And you'll see him that it's there. Your ugly mug. Everybody's talking about how gorgeous you are, mm. <laughs> which is good. Way to go. No, you he's, like, like, he's like me. You know, when you're nice looking all your life. When I was a little boy, they used to say, <laughs> boy, when he grows up, is he going to be a lady killer? Did they make a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with you they did. But not with him. Thing. Then you did a movie called Seventy Nine Parts that I wrote down. I actually wrote it down because it stars Eric Roberts and Sandra Bernhard. And yeah, I love it. In my in my head in my head, like I think Eric Roberts is probably like one of the most the best. underrated actors the like best. in Hollywood. I think he's such a great actor, and he should be as big as everybody on the planet. And, he's San- so big. and Sandra is so demented that you have to love her. Right. <laughs> have right, you ever right. met her yet? Have you ever met Sandra? I- I did, I did. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, you, think my actually, mouth, you think my mouth is dirty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First, Talk to Sandy for a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, no, and I actually, I agree with you guys. I was a big fan of Eric's when I was a child, actually. Uh, best when of I the best. That. Yeah, the best of the best. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, it was a great Eric film. Roberts is great. He's a and I'm actually, I'm, actually working on a, I'm actually working on a new film with him. It's actually done. Uh, it's with him and Tom Sizemore. That should be up there with Nana, who's yes. a very well, very well-known Brazilian actress. Uh, and we have that film coming out soon as well. You have a lot of stuff well, coming out. Let us out. know when they come out. He has out. like 15 projects on IMDb, but like, so yeah. I didn't know which ones were like really done or not done or whatever. So I didn't Contact bring up. us periodically and send us your trailer, and we'll run your trailer for you. Thank Absolutely. You. We I want to promote everything you do, because like, I think you're like really cool. Well, and, like, also, he's a paisano. My, he's know, a paisano, he's but he's, you guys, if you guys follow him on Twitter and stuff, too, like it's actually him on Twitter. He doesn't have like people mm-hmm. doing it, so you know when you get a response, it's actually from him. Let's make sure everybody supports he's, uh, everything that he's doing, so any of the making of the mobs, you guys watch them. Hopefully, there'll be a Series 3, and you can be seeing him there. We want to rent My Dead Boyfriend. Um, and watch that, uh, directed by Anthony Edwards. Check out 79 Parts with Eric Roberts and Sandra Bernhard. And look for all the new stuff going on. And if you want to find out more of what he's been in, just go on IMDb. Everybody knows IMDb. There's an app for it on your phone. Type in Rich Graph. You can see all the stuff he's got coming up and all the stuff he's done because um, it's amazing. When are you going to see Sandra? 
Uh, I'm, uh, no schedule yet, but I'll let you know. Okay. Well, other, know. we might because we're trying. I'm going to call her. Oh, you know what? Too, we're going to have her on the show. I think because our good friend, uh, what's her name, the, the from the Huffington Post. I know. I, that's why I, I was going to talk with him. She just. I actually talked about you. We have a friend who's an author, a best New York Times bestselling author who writes for the Huffington Post. And I told Eileen, her, I, and Eileen. her name's Eileen Shapiro, and I had her coming on the show. I told her you were coming on the show, and I thought that you would be a good interview for her, right? Um, for the Huffington Post, and so um, good paper. So if it's okay with you, which you can tell me Absolutely. later, otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'm going to introduce. I'll send an email introduction to introduce you and right. let her do an interview. And for the she Huffington just Post. did a big interview with Sandra. Yeah, she just did an interview with and Sandra. And she said that Sandra. So we're going to have Sandra on the show, but between my language and Sandra's language, I don't think people can take it. <laughs> you know, Sandra Bernhardt either gives you a heart on or makes you vomit. You know, I love her. Isn't that the beauty of, uh, terrestri- uh, of uh, internet radio that you yeah, can do whatever show, you want? Show is oh, a, absolutely. Our we show is a family, sh- a family show. I mean, our show is like I say. You're a in- family affair. Well, no, I, I tell <laughs> people, make believe you're in Brooklyn in a kitchen and we're eating Entenmann's crumb cake with coffee and we're talking normal. <laughs> this is what it's like, right? <laughs> All right, everybody. So we've only got like 30 seconds left. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please, everybody, follow at Rich Graff. Uh, on Twitter, it might be Rich underscore Graf. Either way, follow him. You'll wait, see wait, me what was it before, Grafia? No, no, that's it, Graf, Graf. How could it be? It had to be Tagliato somewhere when you came from Sicily. Maybe. It had to it be Grafio. Grafio. It could be I that, think. yeah. Yeah. Huh? It had to be, gra- be. I had a friend, Gloria Graffio. It had to be Graffio. Anyway, we got to go. Because so it Rich, has to end in a vowel, and Graff I, I want to say, we want to say congratulations on all your past success. Good luck on everything that's coming out in the future, and anytime you got anything to promote, just let us know. We'll bring you back on the okay. show, and anything you want retweeted, just tag me at the end of it, and I'll make sure it goes to everybody. And everything you wish for this year will come true, and have a happy Thank new year. Thank you. Happy new year, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you later. Chad, thank you so much. I told you Brooklyn people are good the show, best. fellas. Good show. Was, wasn't he yeah, cool? He's good. I'd say so. When you when you're an Italian from Brooklyn, you can't beat them. They're the best people. All right, please. everybody. So next week we got Sadie Katz coming on the show. We'll see you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have and a great one. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't test me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and all the be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. British punk, yo, what I wanna be? Jimmy Stark, new celebrity. We'll take you out. To Jimmy Stars, he'll dress you right. You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy. Your game is tight. Gonna get laid tonight. You need, you need Jimmy Stars. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 